Hello Elite Marketing Pro family, welcome to the Elite Marketing Pro Facebook group and um, my name is Marinda for those of you that don't know me, I'm a coach with Elite Marketing Pro, so welcome to your daily dose of awesome, your 15 minutes of education, inspiration and motivation, so let's get your day started right. So for those of you that don't know me, um, I'm from South Africa, I've been a coach with Elite Marketing Pro coming up to the anniversary of my first year. So super excited to be here with you guys. For those of you that know me, please hop on, say hi. It's great having you here. Please comment where you're from. And uh, for those of you who watches the replay, please um, just put hashtag replay that um, that we know that you, you guys are hopping on after the, the daily dose. So uh, Sally is hopping on. So I was thinking to, to maybe dive into something tonight and um, it's some of the favorite closes that I've, I've used in my decade plus in the network uh, marketing um, industry and I find that those have worked very well for me in the past as I was building my business to the, the levels that I wanted to build it. So I hope to share some insight with you and maybe help you on closing a bit. So those of you that um, are struggling with uh, closing, maybe just comment, um, struggling with closing, would like to have some help and I hope that I can um, share some some insights and some help for you tonight that uh, you could uh, go out and, and close a couple of people into your business in the next couple of days. So the first thing I want to maybe just start off with is, is I want you to remember that it's a process and you have to walk people through a process. It's not just showing a presentation and, and expecting them to sign on the dotted line because most of the time they don't know you from a bar of soap. So um, it's very difficult for them to, to trust you, to build rapport in such a short space. So you need to understand that it's a process you're working them through and like a business partner of mine always says, you have to get into their world. The minute you start focusing on you, you're going to lose that potential uh, team member of yours. The minute you get into their world, that's where you actually connect with them. That's where you actually start to build rapport in a very, very short um, space of time. And Fernie made a comment last week that, that really got me thinking again. And he said to um, some of our coaches in training that we had the privilege of spending time with Fernie, and he said, when you look at an offer that you want to make someone and the goal that they want to earn is less than that cost of the sign-up, in, in your case, in the industry that you're in, it's very difficult for them to make the decision. So let me make it practical. If they are only looking to earn $100 a week extra, but to sign up with you and your team is costing them $2,000, it's going to be a very different situation and explanation for them to breach that gap between the $400 they want to earn and the $1,000 or the $2,000 that they have to pay. Does that make sense? So as you're hopping on, say hi, where you're from, um, who's battling with uh, Fran is up. Hi, Fran. Louise is on. Great to see you guys here. A couple of South Africans, so it's great to, uh, to see you there, but Fran is now in the UK. So um, it's, it's awesome to have you here. So I'm going to dive straight into the number one. Number one of one of my favorite closes is the, the what did you find valuable? What did you like uh, close? So I avoid phrases like what did you think? Or I'd like to have your opinion. Because at the end of the presentation, that's exactly what you're going to get, an opinion. So I'm not interested in an opinion. I want to have a new team member. I want to lock arms and I want to walk forward. So if I'm getting an opinion and I'm asking for an opinion, I'm standing across from someone and I'm not standing next to them moving forward. So I avoid phrases like, 
I want your opinion or what did you think? So I ask a different question and it forces the prospect to think of a positive answer. So I like those the best. So it would typically be if um, I showed Fran the business plan, I would say, hey, Fran, what did you find most valuable um, after watching that presentation? And it, it forces her to not be uh, Critic, it, it, it forces her not to be negative. So she has to come up with a positive experience. Um, or I would say, hey, friend, what did you find? What did you like the most about the presentation? And also what I like about that question is it gives me a very clear indication of where they're leaning towards. So if Fran were to answer, you know what, Marinda, I found it interesting when they were talking about residual income or retirement or working from home, that to me is lingo that the person is looking to build an asset. Or if they say, I'm looking to build an asset, I want to earn more money. It, it gives me an indication that that person is more looking towards building something, creating something bigger. If the person answers and Fran comes back to me, she says, Marinda, the most valuable I found is when X, Y, and Z were talking about that particular product, that made the most sense. It gives me an indication that Fran is maybe just looking more to the product side and she's more interested in the product. So she's more leaning towards being a consumer. Does that make sense? So having said that, please remember that a consumer can be a builder. So they might start out as a consumer in your group, but if you treat them properly and you take them through a process, very often I have found in my experience over 12 years that they then go into business building mode because you've treated them right, they started to love the product, and they speak with a, a, an authenticity about the product, and it's just a, a natural progression to, to get to the, the building side. So Mark says, hey, it's great seeing you guys on here. So um, what did you like best? Yep, friend, that's exactly the one. You have to be positive. There's no way you can come back with negative because I'm asking what did you find positive? What did you find valuable? It's a positive question. So close number two, and you'll see it follow sequentially. So when, whatever stage of the close, I always refer back to what they said to me initially. So it's not a one-step process where I close them and I, I sign the document. There is one step in this, and I'll share it with you. It's in the next close. When they answer a specific answer, that's a, an immediate assumption for me that I do the paperwork. But otherwise, I always use these closes, and I use the, the previous answer to solidify the next step of the close. So there's different steps in the close that I take them through because once they have said two or three or four times yes and they've nodded, it's very difficult to then say, no, I don't want it anymore. Does that make sense? So I take them on a journey where they discover for themselves why they should join the team. So close number two is called, the, uh, for me, the uh, thermometer close. So it would be something like this. Fran, on a scale of one to 10, how ready are you to become one of our newest team members? If Fran says to me, Marinda, I'm a nine or a 10, I stop talking. That's the only time I do not ask any further questions. I just say, great, Fran, so excited for you to, to get started. Let's do your paperwork. And I put my head down. If it's done offline, I put my head down. You do the paperwork. If it's online, you straight away do them online. And that's the end of it. My experience, however, is that you get a lot of six, sevens, and eights. And I don't want you to get despondent because they just need a little bit of clarity. They just need a little bit of extra information to move them forward. So the question I would typically ask there is, so Fran, if I can give you a little bit more clarity, what part of the presentation do you need more clarity on in order for you to move forward? The more questions you ask, 
the more they will discover their own reasons. When they hear their own voice, when they hear their own answers, that moves people to make a decision. Not me and you doing the talking, trying to, to talk them into it. Because you might be good in talking them into it, but I guarantee you the next morning you're going to get an email or a text and they will have buyer's remorse. And I don't know how many of you have had buyer's remorse clients where the next time they absolutely um, um, just evaporate and say, no, you know what, I don't want to do it anymore. It's because they were talked into it. However, when they get the answers answered by themselves and they hear it in their own voice, you, you will find bias remorse a lot less. So what do you do with the ones and the twos? That typically is more work because you need to give them more information. And I like to ask the question, so Fran, if I can help you to do a proper due diligence, would that help you to move you forward to an eight or a nine? I very seldom say a 10 because going from a one to a 10 for some people is just too big a jump. So I, I would typically say, hey Fran, if I can help you to do a proper due diligence, and that could help you to move to an eight or a nine. Would that help? Can you see I always ask a question? Because if Fran then comes back to me and say, you know what, Marinda, no, not at all. I want you to remember not every single person you see on this planet Earth is a fit for your business. And it's okay. You need to find the right people that share the same vision and the same goals that you can go on a journey with. Does that make sense? So um, I, I like to, to use that. So... Close number three, I call the double barrel close. So when I typically see, see Fran at a presentation, whether it's online, whether it's offline, it doesn't matter. The same rule applies. I would ask Fran, hey, Fran, after seeing this presentation, are you leaning more towards saving money and, and getting discounted um, products or, or are you more leaning towards earning an extra income and setting up an asset? So it's a double barrel question. So I cover both the sides of the spectrum. So whatever Fran comes back to, can you see again, I'm not giving her anything outside of that. I want to know if she's interested in product or I want to know if she's interested in building a business. And that's where it's, if she wants to focus on earning an income, building an asset, that's where the builders would typically fit in. If she's leaning more towards saving money and get discounted products, that's more geared towards a consumer. So either way, I know exactly where she leans into. And then again, you go to the assumptive close to say, right, great, awesome. Let's get you a number and that will straight away give you access to discounted products. Or yeah, awesome, let's get, get you a number and I'll introduce you to the, the rest of the team and we can start building that income and that asset. Does that make sense? So close number four <coughs> is the time and the money close. So let's quickly um, go back. The value, what did you find the most valuable? What did you like the most was number one. Number two was this uh, thermometer close. Number three was the double barrel close. Number four is the time and the money close. And it typically goes like this. Well, Fran, based on what you've seen um, in the presentation, if you could wave a realistic magic wand, approximately how much would you need to earn to make this worth your time? And there I get a, a very specific answer. If someone says, well, I don't know, I said, yeah, but if you could wave a realistic magic wand, I take them back to their childlike state where they can dream and where they can just 
not have the limitation of the reality of what's happening in their budget, the fact that they don't um, have money to pay for braces, for school fees, whatever it is. I want to get them back to a childlike state where they are free to dream and to say, hey, if I can earn an extra thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars, that'll make a difference. And that will be worth my, my while because that number is going to stick in their mind. So, Let's let's um, recap that one. So, Fran, based on what you just saw now, if you could wave a realistic magic wand, approximately how much would you need in order to to make this worth your time? And Fran might say, "Hey, Marinda, you know, if I can do two thousand dollars, that'll be that'll be absolutely awesome." I would say, "Great, Fran, that's a that's a wonderful number." So, how many hours a week for how many months would you be willing to commit in order to develop that kind of an income? And I wait for an answer. And the reason for that is I want friend to hear I want $2,000. I want friend to hear in her own voice that, Marinda, I'm willing to, to give one day a week or two nights a week, and I'm willing to put the next four months, I, I, I prioritize this to build the $2,000. Because I'm testing for commitment there. I'm testing to see is she, is she putting the two together that the money is not going to drop from the sky. It's definitely going to take some time and effort. Whether you work online or offline, yeah, definitely online is a lot less time as opposed to, to offline. But there's still time and dedicated time working and, and learning skill sets in order to build your business online. So I'm just testing to see, is, is this a real goal? Is she committed to putting some time in to learn a new skill set? And is she coachable? So that's number four. And number five, I like to call the if we would you close. So uh, what does that typically mean? So it would be, hey, Fran, if I can show you and, and how the team can help you to build that, whatever the dollar was she told me, $2,000, um, with a step-by-step -step process, um, training on and offline, with that $2,000 and, and working one day a week for two hours for the next three to four months, would you be ready to start right now? So what I'm offering her is the help of a team, the support, the training, the coaching. And again, I bring back the dollar amount that she told me and the time that she committed to into the mix. And I, I'm giving her back her own words. And I'm asking if I give the support, the team, the training for you to, to earn what it is that you shared with me, in the time frame you shared with me, would you be willing to take the next step? Because if she steps, you can step. If she doesn't step, no one steps because it has to be a joint partnership. Does that make sense? So if, if the, this is um, helping you, please please give me a, a thumbs up and say, yeah, this is helping. So I can guarantee you now, if you do these closes, especially if you refer back as you are closing throughout the process, you, you're going to get some crazy answers sometimes. You're going to get someone saying to you, I want to earn $10,000 in the next two weeks because, you know, of X, Y, and Z reason. And the only way I found that I can be authentically managing someone's expectation is if I'm honest. Because anything is possible. You just need to understand and you need to make sure that you are clear on it, what it will take. Because either the time that she allocates to setting and developing that 10,000 US has to be more or she has to be willing to sacrifice the income. So if someone wants to do $10,000 within the next two weeks and they want to set up a team, well, it's going to take more time to get the 10,000 
or she has to be willing to say, all right, I'm going to start with a thousand and work it up to 10,000. So anything is possible, but be clear in your communication what it's going to take. If someone says to me 10,000 in two weeks, I want to make sure that she knows what she's in for because this is not a lottery ticket and you have to be responsible. And here's the thing that I find new people in teams sometimes miss. They are so desperate to get someone into their team that they are willing to say, yeah, it's possible. And in the back of their mind, there's that little voice that says, liar, liar, pants on fire, because you don't know how the heck that's going to happen. You will get more credibility and you will build more rapport and trust when you're honest. And so, you know what, that's an interesting question. I'm going to refer you and put you in touch with one of my mentors that's actually done that in six weeks or 12 weeks or whatever the case may be. And let's get her perspective. It's called edification. You don't have to know all the answers. When you close and you bring in a third party and you are honest and you are sincere, you will close people at a higher ratio because it builds trust. So when you build trust, the ratios will be better. So always be be um, be honest and be authentic. And uh, like uh, a business partner of mine says, Marindy, you always have to be closing. So close is not... At the end, it closes throughout the process. There are certain stops that you need to to do. So let's quickly recap for those who have hopped on later. Uh, Fran says, yeah, I love that double-barrel question. Yep, it it works like an absolute charm. Cindy says, yep, thumbs up, Fran. Bart says, thumbs up. Thomas says, thumbs up. Yeah, great of you guys to to hop on. So let's quickly um, just summarize the five closes. The one is... But what did you find the most valuable? What did you like the most? The second one was the uh, thermometer close. The third one was the double barrel. The fourth one was the time and the money close. And the fifth one was if we would you. So um, just give me an indication which of the five are, are your favorite. Just tell, tell me hashtag one up to five, which are the ones you enjoy the most. And here's the thing. Go and try it out. So that's the best way you can see which one works the best for you, which one feels more authentic to you, is to actually go and try it out. Let's go close some people into your teams. Have a blessed, blessed week, and uh, we'll chat soon. Take care.